Content warning for drugs and suicide. Hello and welcome to the Billy's Cheers Club. I'm Caleb Clark. Hi, I'm Alex Russell. Thanks for tuning in. Today we've got two lovely albums for you folks. We have Nightmare by Avenged Sevenfold and Le Tigre by Le Tigre. Alex, how about you start us off with a little bit about Sevenfold Avenging? <laughs> okay, so Avenged Sevenfold, I would say, is like a hard rock, almost metal band. And they were originally formed in 1999. Um, they are still making music to this day. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of their newer stuff, but that is because I prefer their old drummer. Um, music for me, I really like to get into good drum set pieces. I mean, like if a song has a good drum set piece, I think that can like make or break the entire song. So I was really big on their original drummer, which I do have a little story conspiracy theory about. Oh boy, we're getting weird with it. Well, I mean, it's not, it's not really like anything crazy. So the original drummer of Avenged Sevenfold, his name was James Sullivan, and his stage name was The Reb. And he was the original drummer for Avenged Sevenfold. And he, um, he was the drummer, he was the lead um, pianist, and he was also on vocals, and he did a lot of the songwriting for the band. And um, he had wrote this song um, on their first album, their self-titled album, that was called Brompton Cocktail. And I don't know if you know what a Brompton Cocktail is, but I looked it up so I could tell you exactly. Um, it is a mixture of cocaine, morphine, antimetics, and sometimes it has chloroform in it and alcohol. And it was used by hospitals in England to help um, patients with cancer. Um, basically, it was kind of like a hospice thing, like an end-of-life care, so they didn't have any pain. And he had wrote this song called Brompton Cocktail. And this is important. So on December 28th of 2009, they found James unresponsive in his home. And um, he was pronounced dead on arrival. And the police ruled out foul play and that his death was supposedly natural causes. But when they did an autopsy, they found out that he had died from an overdose of Oxycontin, Percocet, morphine, Valium, diazepam, and alcohol. So I feel like this is kind of interesting because he had wrote the song Brompton Cocktail and then the way he overdosed was very similar to the song. And another thing that makes this kind of eerie is that on the album Nightmare, he had wrote the song Fiction, which we can talk about more later. But on this was the last song he ever wrote. So he had wrote the song and turned it into the band, and then they found him dead three days later. And if you like look at the lyrics and listen to the song Fiction, you'll just kind of see how it's kind of weird um, because if you look at the way the song is written and the lyrics, it really makes you feel like, I guess his death wasn't necessarily an accident. Um, it was ruled an accident and everything, but if you, if you look at the circumstances of what was going on, like the band members had recently, they had made a statement that had said that they knew that he was trying to get clean and he hadn't done drugs and probably like a year the whole band was trying really hard to get clean 
and that it wasn't like him to just, you know, jump back on the wagon like that without telling anybody. And it was just really suspicious in the way that he died. Well, that, that is pretty grim. Yeah, Appropriately it's for... super, yeah, it's super weird. Appropriate for band literally named after the thing from one of the kids of Kane. Yeah. Or I think it's just from regular Kane. Yeah, it's just. Mm-hmm. It's really... The darkness, the grimness. So, yeah, this, as you mentioned, Nightmare. Yeah. It's a, this album released pretty soon after the death of the Reverend. Yeah, so they dedicated the whole album to him. And a couple of the songs I want to talk about later are actually songs that they wrote and dedicated to him. Um, The beginning half of the album is like any typical Avenged Sevenfold album. It's like very hard rock, metal. It's fantastic musically, lyrically. And then like the end of the album is like all dedicated to James the drummer. Yeah. There's a... It, yeah, it goes more into a lot of songs about grief and trying to make it through a harsh world. Apparently, yes. I didn't get a chance to watch the music videos, but apparently, in a lot of them, they would like put tributes to him, like have a light shining on the drum set, like in his memory, and they still do that at shows. Yeah, well, and they had already started recording the album when he had passed away, so they actually tried to use as much as the original recordings from him as they could obviously they had to get a new drummer to do the second half of the album but like nightmare the i guess the title song for the album um which i think is one of their greatest songs i know that's very cliche and it's one of their most popular but it's one of my favorites but that was one of the last songs they got a recording of him for for the drum set solo oh that that's actually really sweet it's a very good drum set solo and it really is just a really fun song overall because it's you know this very over the top medley type thing where they're doing all these solos and screaming about your nightmare and yeah yeah it goes hard It, it does i think it's a really good album I did sort of like that, like they overall as far as like the it, a lot of it Arkansas back a lot to like older like metal and rock bands, like a lot of their you know harder songs sounds very metallica y mm-hmm. sort of classic thrash metal. I'm also a little bit out of my element with metal. I I tend to gravitate towards more gimmicky bands and slash crunchier mm-hmm. bands, but good stuff. And then they have a lot of like a lot of the grief songs are much more power ballads. Yeah. But you yeah, said uh. I think it's... Go, ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say I think it's worth noting that some metal bands are just all metal. And then some bands are just all power ballads. And I just think it's really great that Avenged Sevenfold is able to do both and integrate both into such an album and have it still be such like an interesting sound experience. 
So you said uh, Nightmare was one of your favorites. Did you have any other like particular? Yeah. Album? So um, as far as the album goes, um, I really like Nightmare. Um, I really like Buried Alive. Um, so Far Away is a really good one. Um, that's their song that they had dedicated to their drummer, James. Um, Victim is really good. And then the last song on the album is Fiction, which was the last song that James wrote before he passed away. Some good picks. If I had to pick, I ended up liking a danger line pretty well. That yeah. One, it went a lot of, like, it started off and I thought it was like song where they were talking about sex using war metaphors, but then it turned out into just a regular war song, but it had like a cool guitar solo over a funeral march. Mm -hmm. Like, really ambitious. I mean, I think the whole album is really great. You know, a lot of darkness and brooding, and it's, you know, you know they yeah. balance it pretty well, you know. I, I also agree. I really feel like they do. I, I will say sometimes it got to be a little, it feel a little bit over the top a little bit. You know, it's a very big emotions, big swells, big guitar solo album. And as it's not my favorite thing, sometimes it could be a little too much. But I think I think for the ambition goal that they had of dedicating it to the or to their friend who's passed on, I think it was a really sweet album. Like you could definitely tell there was a strong in them all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they I really... mean, I I think the fact that it is such an over-the-top album and it. I feel like it does things that their other albums haven't done before. I mean, obviously their self-titled album, Avenged Sevenfold, is wonderful. It was a tough pick between that one and this one. But I feel like this one has a lot more emotion behind it. And I think the fact that they wrote about loss and death and grieving is like very relatable to a lot of people, even if you don't love metal. Yeah. Definitely. It's a, you know, it goes for these very broad, but very poignant emotions, you know. Make you feel it in your gut. Mm -hmm. One that sort of stood out to me as, like, a pretty different from the other ones was Natural Born Killer. What did you think of that one? Um, I do like that one, but I agree. I feel like it's very different than the rest of the album. Yeah, it seemed to be more about, like, people who idolize serial killers. Yeah. But it's like if you if you look at the way the album is, the first five songs are very much like typical Venge Sevenfold metal, and then like songs six through ten are more about like grieving and loss. So I think if I think if the original lineup of the album would have been if James had not died, I don't think it would have stuck out as much because I think it would have flowed with the rest of the album. But I think that since they were still writing the album, they kind of had to like stop and redo the entire album to, you know, dedicate those songs to James and everything like that. 
I just think that's something to consider. Any that you dislike? I know that this is a really popular song, but I'm really not the biggest fan of Welcome to the Family. Mm. I don't know. I just, I don't, and I also don't love Natural Born Killer. Like, I like it, but I don't love it. I agree that it kind of sticks out with the rest of the album. Any particular reason that you didn't like Welcome to the Family? Just... I don't think, I don't think I like the intro. Oh, the intro the... is like it's very harsh and I don't really like I don't like the harshness of it. Like it's not harsh in a good way, if that makes sense. No, I I actually really like the opening drum fill and I it was sort of it was a little bit of a weird one because it like I couldn't entirely tell if it was a song about the power of friendship or the power of being an adult. <laughs> well, with Avenged Sevenfold, you never know. Yeah, and also, like, the chorus randomly turned into a pop-punk song, so it was like... Yeah, it's just not my favorite. Yeah. Any other big I don't know. Um, okay, I guess different track um i don't know if you've ever listened to their self-titled album but one song that always one song that always really cracks me up is and it's very adult in nature so i will not go into details about it but it is a very interesting listen um they had originally wrote the song to be on a halloween album and they didn't end up making the album so they just stuck it on their self-titled album but it's got a storyline, a very interesting storyline. Um, it's it's kind of disturbing. I mean, it, the subject nature is kind of disturbing. Um, I guess not to go super far into detail with it, because I don't want to ruin the shock factor for you, but it's about a guy that kills his girlfriend. Charming. And then the song goes on about that. And if you think him killing his girlfriend is the worst part, it's not. You you broke up a little bit at the when you said the name. Could you repeat the name of that song again? Oh yeah, it's called "A Little Piece of Heaven." It's on Avenged Sevenfold's self-titled album. It's literally just Avenged Sevenfold. But it is a very interesting song. I think they have a lot of really interesting stuff across a bunch of different albums. Um. Honestly, the last album, I think their last album that came out was The Stage, and I was not the biggest fan of it. Um, yeah, their Stage was the last album they had come out, and I was not the biggest fan of it. Um, I really haven't liked anything since James had died, because I think he was a really big songwriter for the band, and I really liked his taste. So... Not to be one of those fans, but I like their older <laughs> stuff better. 
Alex, you're being one of those fans. No, I know, but you know how people do that all the time with Fallout Boy. They're like, I only like their old stuff. Their new stuff is bad. And I'm not trying to be one of those people, but I'm going to be one of those people. I only like their <laughs> old stuff. <laughs> Ooh, I've, I've not listened to much of their stuff at all, so I am, I am open. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I want... <laughs> You should listen to a little piece of heaven and then let me know what your reactions are. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll do. I mean, honestly, like, listen, listen to the song and record yourself and then send it to me. <laughs> yeah, I'll get on the. It's, uh, it's so interesting. Uh, any closing thoughts on the nightmare? I don't really feel like I have any closing thoughts that I haven't already said. I guess to just sum up, you know, it's a really heavy album about, you know, grief and the loss of a loved one and making it through. And also about serial killers and how you know you're all very cool, very awesome warriors of darkness. If you're looking for, you know, 80s power ballads, but with more yeah. emotional depth, this is a good place. Yes. Yeah, no, oh. it's 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 a very good album. I think whether you're someone who likes heavy metal or someone that is currently grieving, I think it's like a very good album to listen to. I think it I think one of the good things about this album is it applies to a more broad spectrum of people versus just like hard rock metal listeners. I think it I think the part the back half of the album with like the loss and the death and the grieving, I think that like definitely widens the horizons of like the type of people that listen to this album. Listen to this episode and be sure to stay tuned for the next part where we talk about Le Tigre by Le Tigre. <laughs>